Welcome back to the movement, everybody. We got a very, very honored guest with us today. He's an Ottawa local, aspiring YouTuber. He's making it very, he's making a lot of noise on the scene. His name is Milad. You can find him on Milad Q TV. Yeah, Milad Q YouTube. Milad Q TV is one of our fellow kings, Milad. It's a pleasure to have you, my man. I got my beautiful co-host, Malak El Ganal. We got David Diabetes. We got what? That's his. <laughs> that's what we call him, is David Diabetes. Like an English you know I mean? translation of the name. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because, you know, it's funny enough, if you think about realistically, most immigrant names, like a lot of the Arab names, we have like animal names, like Nimr. Yeah. You know? We do. Assad, lion, tiger, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of um, Europeans or Caucasians, they have like Arab names, they don't even know it. Like what? Like even David. Like Daoud was before David, bro. Yeah, I you guess so. I mean? If you want to do the translation, like Yusuf in Spanish is Jose. I'm just saying that because like our language is Milad originated is Milad, before. It's original, you know what I mean? Like, it means birth. How, how old is English? English isn't even that old, you know what I mean? But like if you look at Arabic in our languages, they came way before in these languages. So if you look, if you look back to those days, uh, David was Daoud. I have to Always save our like, brother Milad from drinking that Nestle Pure Life, man. Yo, Nestle, you're flopping on that, man. You yeah. got to go with the good water. <laughs> That's a fact. I David. can't wait to see the comments on that, eh? the controversy that's going to pop. <laughs> what's water? a good water? What's not a good water? You know what I mean? Bro, he gave me a whole lesson on, on water, unhealthy water. You'd be shocked, bro. I know. There's a, lot, there's a lot in the top water. You know what, man? It's because what ended up happening is I just, everyone thinks success is money. You know what I mean? We're gonna get, I want to get into your story, but right. since we're here, everyone th thinks success is money. But when realistically, whenever you start to really delve into the world, it's, it's not even on the top 10. So one of the things I started doing is one of the biggest top five is health and relationships. So I said, let's be very honest. It's very sad. We're th I'm 32 years old. I was 310 pounds. Yeah. So I'm like, man, come on. There's no way. So I got to make a change. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? And then I seen this passage that said oh, the Arabs are going to be overfed. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm way <laughs> too overfed, bro. I got to cut that out. You know what I mean? Yo, you see Kuwait? Oh my God, bro. Bro, you see the lamb they have? Oh my God. I'm with them, bro. What do you mean? Where are yeah, you from? Yeah. I'm from Afghanistan. Oh my God, bro. That mantu is crazy, man. Yeah, you guys got yeah. some good food, bro. Good food. Yeah, apparently. Um, Rock. Yeah, I mean, I, I low-key don't like, I, so I don't like onions. So, really? Yeah, so me and mantu aren't like best friends. They're not Afghani anymore. That's crazy. They're a hybrid. I also don't like the traditional dish, which is just like the rice, uh, carrots, and raisins. You it's don't like, like kabli, eh? No. Wow. What's that dumpling he's, thing called? He's like me. Mantu? Is that what it is? The dumpling yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Long, bro. That's there's, like, there's like ground beef in there. Yeah. Uh, onions. Yeah, that's pretty much I, I know someone that makes some fire mantu, bro. Like, I, I actually got it. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, all right. All right. So we're, we're, we get it from the restaurants. I don't know what David Diabetes is talking about. Like you know? But let me ask you this. So what do you like instead? Because you literally come from one of the finest cuisines. So, Dude, I'm, I'm basic. I'm going to... I'm going to disrespect myself here. I, I like chicken tenders, you know, just like basic chicken burgers. Chicken tenders. Pasta. What are you, a five-year-old? What are he's you talking about? Like? Bro, that's the joke <laughs> with my friends and I. It's like anytime we go to like any bougie restaurant, it's just like I look at the menu for like like pasta, yeah, pizza, you know, whatever else. Okay, pasta is pasta, man. Nobody can play games with pasta. But chicken tenders, it's like diesel, right? Yeah, we're eating. Listen, here. you you get some chicken tenders tossed in some like sweet chili. That's fire, bro. Okay, it is fire. Okay, okay. I don't know about I'm all not, that. I'm, all you, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with that. If I'm going to a restaurant, I'm not getting the chicken. <laughs> what do, what do you, not, what's your go-to dish? Happening. Honestly, I, I like steak. Okay, I'm yeah, a, steak. I'm a big steak guy. Steak. I actually recently did some blood work. They told me I have very high cholesterol. So really? I'm trying to stay away from steak. But yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I got gout at 25, so I can't even say anything. Make sure you're uh, sipping on some uh, olive oil, bro. Yeah. Got to fry my chicken tenders in that, bro. Oh, my God. No, no, not fry it. There's, like, actually a lot of health benefits to olive oil. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, take a a teaspoon of it in the morning or something. Oh, just raw olive oil? When you cook these things, it, it changes the elements. But if you take it raw, olive oil is actually really, really good for you. I'll help break yeah. down that cholesterol. So you do better in the states, man. You got the in and outs. You know? Yeah, that's you know my spot. I mean? So you're yeah, a, you're a hamburgers, hamburgers. You're a hamburgers hot dog kind of guy. Like, okay, what's your favorite fast food? I don't, Ottawa's so diverse, bro. You can go to like any immigrant place. It's fast. Where the hell are you saying diverse for, bro? We're not in the states here. Oh my god. You know what I mean? We got like two chicken. You got two. Uh, let's be honest. The fried chicken spots suck. You know what I mean? Popeyes is. is no, it's Popeyes, bro. Pop. You go to the states, you have more options and stuff like that. I feel like Toronto has a better variety for food than Ottawa. Well, I mean, they got like Chick Fil A. Can you believe that? Eh? They got Ottawa's uh, never got Jollibee's. They also have the, the, the Filipino, um, you know, fried chicken. That's I've never had that, but but I heard it's low-key trash. No, it's I don't great. know. Burger King Whoppers on a Wednesday, bro. I grew up in the hood, so me, yeah, I like the Whopper Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Burger Tuesday. I swear to God, Whopper Wednesday. Remember that? KFC? I remember they had another name, but we can't refer to that yeah, name no. anymore. <laughs> I don't know about Burger King, bro. I'm starting to doubt your opinions here. You can't say that. But you're asking you fast food. Wait I'm not a fast food. Listen. You you've lost all credibility once you said chicken tenders. Once that's you said you don't eat anything but chicken tenders. I mean, so Jack Astor's is your spot. That's yeah. Jack Astor's is actually fire. But I get their uh, their bow tie Asiago chicken pasta. Actually, it's like funny enough. I can't hate it. That's actually a good one. Too. Yeah, that's fire. I don't yeah. get like chicken tenders. Though. I'll just get the steak or the pasta. But like Jollibee's is just. Spaghetti from a drive-through—that's weird. You know what? It's it's a different culture. You know, what I mean, the, Phil- the Philippines they they eat different, but they do know how to make good fried chicken. Like I I, I can't complain about Jolly Beef chicken. I don't know, man. You should do a food review instead of McDonald's. That could be a potential. Yeah, yeah, you know, what, let's talk about yeah. that. You know, we haven't even you know talked. I want to get to your story. Yeah, yeah what you do and into it. You know what makes you different? Oh. Damn, we're, we're hitting with the hard-hitting questions. Um, I just want to know how you started off. in the Like, where did you come up with, especially since you you like the... I've seen a lot of your stuff, actually. We're doing a lot of looking at all your videos. A lot of them is Ottawa-centric. And it's funny enough because most of us hate the place and we find it the most boring place in the world. Mm-hmm. Hence your video. Most boring city in the world and you're trying to find things to do. You're playing hopscotch and stuff. Yeah. But what made you get into a space where it's not really that popular in terms of doing YouTube and stuff like that? What motivated you? What made me get into a space like this? I mean, it, so the goal isn't like to be central around Ottawa. Like I'm not trying, like my, my mission isn't to be like that Ottawa YouTuber. I think it's more like, if you think of like states, they already have a shit ton of Mr. Beast. Like like they have yeah. Mr. Beast obviously himself, but then they have like a million replicas. Um, and then you come to Canada and we don't really have that much. Like we have some people who try to be like Mr. Beast and like challenge content and stuff like that. But we don't really have like that guy from Canada that does like challenge content. Not no one that I can think of at least. They're all very niched. Like there's only one dude, Downey Live, I think his name is. And he's from Canada, but he does like transportation content, like taking like the the trains from like Vancouver to I don't know, Montreal. And that's supposed to be fun. Just sit well, there that's and niche take content. Like, so like, like, like travelers, people like travelers love that. I, I, think, I, just, I think I've seen content like that. I just what fast forward it and just or just change the speed or something like that. Think of like you know sometimes when we're hanging out we put on the fireplace like a background. <laughs> Not sometimes, it's every time, yeah, bro. Every what time. are you talking about, man? The fireplace <laughs> um, is a vibe, bro. Some people like to kind of travel. Okay, so yeah, I mean the so I 
I have a, a friend who's a YouTube strategist, so he works with like a bunch of like larger creators. And interesting, his whole job is like strategy, like figuring out like how can we take you from like a million subscribers to five million to ten to twenty and expand beyond. It's like very niche consulting marketing. Heard about it's very interesting. We'll wait till my story unfolds here. Yeah. <laughs> so so, uh, but this guy and I, we hop on a call probably like once a month, and we just talk some strategy. Uh, and I mean, we both like talking about YouTube just generally. Uh, so. I remember he made a good point where he was like, there's no like Mr. Beast of Canada. And on top of that, I think like Ottawa doesn't necessarily have any content that represents Ottawa. So I was like, okay, a good strategy could be like do broad content that applies to like people in like New Zealand, but it's really about Ottawa, which was like that McDonald's video. I, I don't know if you've seen that one, yeah. um, but that was like, that, that was actually the world's worst McDonald's. And I don't remember how I came up with the idea but I then stumbled, like I went down this rabbit hole and I realized that it's Rito Street McDonald's. Um, so then I was like, okay, this is this is perfect. I mean, I didn't expect it to perform that well in short form content, to mm -hmm. be honest. I mean, I kind of just thought it, it's just gonna perform average. Um, but yeah, that one that one took off and, and there was a ton of people who uh, seemed to enjoy the Ottawa content. So I did a follow-up and then that one on short form also did pretty well. I think they both did like, uh, 1.3 mil each, I think, on Instagram. I know you did, I think, 90 key likes or something on one of the videos. Yeah, that would be the McDonald's one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, so the McDonald's video also ended up getting picked up by Narcity. Really? So, nice. Yeah, so then Narcity hit me up uh, and they were asking if I wanted to do freelance content for them. So, mm. like, I'll make videos, but they own exclusivity to it. Trash. Uh, but then Daily Hive also hit me up because they, I think what they want is someone to make Canadian content, which they can just repost. Uh, so then it was kind of like conversation with both companies. Um, but I don't know if I want to give exclusivity to to either companies because because the idea is like I will make a video and like I come up with the idea. So I do the whole like the whole like pre-planning and all that. But it's Narcity. Yeah, but it, it goes to Narcity. But the dilemma is like as a smaller creator, it's like you, you trade that time for exposure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like exclusivity is a bit tough because they, they want... Like they can post it as soon as they post it they will tell me when i can post it so that could be like 24 hours after the fact or that could be like a week later um but anyways yeah i was in the talks with them and we just said we'd circle back in a couple months well, let me get you let me, the way i look at it is realistically if these people are reaching out to you it means you're clearly doing something right and you have a formula that's working so they're going to be like why well, don't i maximize my profits on this guy absolutely they're trying so to take i would value. say the way i look at the youtube game is all about reps Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Even with the podcast, man, let's be honest, until you actually start popping, you just have to keep doing content and over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. So I would never give it away in the end of the day if you're going to be doing this for, I don't know how long you feel like doing this for. Dude, I could do it forever. I mean. Like you enjoy it? Yeah. So it's funny because like I started in 2017, like when wow. I was in grade 12. Wow. And the joke was always like my friends and I would uh, always do like these little road trips to like Mooresburg or or wherever else that's like like North Dundas or something. Yeah. And as a joke, I'd always like pull out Snapchat. It'd be like, yo, what is going on, you guys? Welcome back to today's vlog. And it was just like a little recap of today's memories. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. So then I, I actually like bought a little little camera. Nice. Um, and yeah, we just started making vlogs. Like it was just like whatever we do, I just record and I would edit. Uh, and it was a lot of fun because it was like, it was a way to like look back at the channel. Like once we went into university, I'd look back at videos from like two years ago at the time and be like, oh damn, like we did the whisper challenge yeah. and this and that. Um, but, and I think that's like, that's great if you started off as like kind of like a passion project because 
I think with time, then I realized like, all right, now I kind of want to take it to like a more creative level. Um, and then you just kind of keep going. And then like the team expands a little bit and then you, you network and you, you keep going. I think the idea, like the big picture goal is, is what attracts me to the YouTube space a lot yeah. is even content generally. And like film is like this, which is like, you can build your own world and you can build your own characters and there's no like limits or boxes. Like you can, you can, as a child, it was very like, you know, like Caillou and like Teletubbies oh and stuff God. like that. I remember as a child, it was always like, imagine living in like the world of Caillou. Like imagine living in this like animated world, yeah. right? Where like the grass is super green. I'm going this right now, Caillou was an asshole, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard Caillou's <laughs> a dick, bro. I used to love Caillou and as, an, as an adult, as a father. I'm like, yo. Uh, that's hilarious. Your <laughs> father? Punk. Mad rude. You're fine. Oh, yeah, talking to two dads, bro. Hey, man, I got another one on the way, bro. I'm happy. <laughs> Damn, bro. Uh, we're not that old, man. No, I'm, no, no. That's what I'm thinking. I just didn't think you had a kid. I don't know why. You know what? It's a blessing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, we, don't, we don't look too stressed. I guess that's why you're. He just left high school in 2017, bro. I left oh, wow. high school in 2008. You know what I mean? Well, you said you're 32, right? I'm 32. Yes, yeah, so you got nine years on me. Yeah. What? How old are your kids? My the the first boy now is two years and seven months, and then my 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 wife is giving birth in October, October third. So Ali and then Musa's coming to a neighborhood near you. Very soon. <laughs> we took we took a half shift. We, we we got we got his daughters too. too. Yeah, two. His daughters too. None of them are, none of them are on YouTube. No, hell no. You know it's funny. I would never even show a picture to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of people are like that. I mean, it makes sense. Like, why do you want your your two bro? There's a lot of weird people on the internet. Man, there's a lot of weird there's people a on the internet. A lot of weird people, and nice. I like I don't like I try not to like sometimes. Dude, Reddit is the weirdest spot you could be at. I agree. I, I stay away from Reddit, but once in a while, like like the McDonald's video, I was like, this is probably like, I posted in like some Ottawa subreddit and it was some weird people in there, bro. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I would definitely keep my kid away from the internet. Fuck. Fuck. Unbelievable. See, he was asking <laughs> if I can cuss. I'm cussing already. There's, oh, there's got to be like at least a little sense of privacy in your life. And like, obviously with kids, you don't want to have them vulnerable. Like the internet's insane. It's not a, it's not a good place to have. My yeah. question to you is, I feel like a lot of people would have the same question. If uh, How do you feel when you just pick up random people on the streets and you're just having a random chat? Like sometimes, are, have you been intimidated by any of them before? Dude, I, Has anybody just acted out of whack or something like that? I mean, that you never know who, who you're approaching. So like that person, I mean, like we had a, when we were shooting that McDonald's video, I don't even know if we put this in the video, but we had a, a homeless guy with like a, a can of beer or something in his hand. And he was like, what are you guys doing? So we were just explaining like, oh, we're, we're, we're doing a video about McDonald's. Like, did you know that? Like, we were just kind of go with the flow. Like, yeah. Did you know this is the world's worst McDonald's? And, and he was like, ask me. <laughs> so we were like, all right. So we kind of like got forced to interview him. Then he wanted like, uh, he was like super persistent to, to have my number so that we could send him the video. And I was like, just like, if you they have cell stuff, phones, bro, he had a cell phone. As soon as he opened what? that phone, the first thing that opened was Tinder. <laughs> my jaw dropped, bro. <laughs> That was that was crazy. I kind of wanted to ask him like to look at his matches, but you should have. That would have been beautiful content. That would have been incredible. I, I, I didn't. This guy was weird. This guy was on something. So I wasn't trying to like scrap a homeless guy in the middle of the well, street. What's going on, bro? Yeah, homeless people can't get love. You what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. He pulls out an iPhone 14 Pro Max. What do you mean it's not blacklisted yet? How'd you, you get that? You'd be surprised though, because like in Canada, it's very hard to be homeless due to financial struggle. It usually has to do with a mental health issue or like a substance yeah. abuse issue. Yeah. So like a lot of these people are. You know, regular folks that just got addicted to something, 
or have mental health issues. It's not okay, usually, but it's on Tinder. You know what I mean? Where's he gonna take her back? Is basically he might be looking for he might be couch hopping. Uh, what is it? What is he? I have actually a fucking know. Back case I know a guy you know what a, I mean? That's I know, trippy. I know a guy who had a dating app, and whenever he was like going to a different city, he would go on it so he could couch hop. Like he'd go on a date with a girl just so he could set her place of a hotel. Bro, that's, 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 that's what which the is, weekend used to do apparently. Yeah, back when he was homeless, really? he, used, he was couch hopping. Yeah, he Wild. used to steal breakfast from their place. That's actually theirs. Yeah, I don't think he has to do now. He has to do that anymore, but. No, definitely not. <laughs> but nah, this dude, we, it was it was really weird because then he's like, "What's your channel?" And so in my head, I'm like, "We definitely can't like meme anything because now this guy has my channel." Yeah. Like, I don't know who who this guy is. Like, I, you know, I don't know anything about him, so I'm just not gonna like mess with him too much. And um, eventually, like, he was super persistent in keeping conversation going, and like five cops came out of nowhere because he had a beer can in his hand and it was open, uh, and then he ended up getting detained. Oh. For sure. So. Yeah, I mean, but to go back to your your initial question, um, honestly, to me, everyone is is intimidating to an extent because I'm super introverted. Like, I don't like doing um, videos where we have to like go and talk to people. We just kind of realize I have a a guy who I work with on the channel. This is separate from the strategist, but what I kind of came to realize is like you need an accountability partner. Yeah, uh, and is that Nabi? Nabi, I saw one of your videos. I just saw your friends. I thought it'd be the same people. No, that wasn't Nabi. Nabi's in the videos. The he's the he's a short one. No, <laughs> you got so excited. That's his boy, bro. Oh, dude, yeah, I tell him all the time, like, bro, I could just put you in my pocket for a video. Like, <laughs> but no, I like a good man, eh? <laughs> gotta have some some bullying involved in friendship. No, it wasn't Nabi. It was it was his name's Hassan. So Hassan and I will hop on a call uh, every week, and what I'll do is like I'll come up with a list of ideas. He wants twenty five ideas every week, and then what we kind of did, like our dynamic, was like. I have like a sort of analysis paralysis because I used to work with a lot of like larger creators as well. And so I understand how the back end works very well. And I understand like what makes a really good video compared to like a really bad video. What's some examples of that? Um, it's things like, for example, like if in the first minute of a video, it's like, hey, oh, what's going on? Oh, haha. And then you start joking with your friends and like you don't you don't really realize that you're asking someone for their time. So like in the first minute of the video, it, there's like there's like specifics to it. Like the first 30 seconds, you should like execute on what your title and thumbnail are in a video. So if your video and that's why like Mr. Beast is, is one of like the, the top dogs at this is like, you know, if he says like, uh, I'm going to be on a $250,000 yacht in the first 30 seconds, he already takes you through like, like I'm going to be at a dollar yacht, a $500 yacht, a $10,000 yacht, and then like all the way to 250,000. He shows it to you. Like the very first 30 seconds. Um, so like then you kind of show the audience like you should stick around and we have some things to to show you and, and like you just watch the video unfold. Um, whereas like a lot of YouTubers will kind of just do like a minute long intro where they're just like joking with their friends and they're just like they haven't even said what the video is yet. So that's probably like one example I can think of off the top of my head. That's a good example though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty informative to anybody that's out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the issue that I found myself was that Production doesn't match the level of, uh, or like ability to execute doesn't match the level of like knowledge, right? Like if you have one cameraman, but you want to do some video that requires you to like go into the middle of the ocean and you only have like access to one boat, then you don't have like drones to get overhead shots. You don't have like multiple angles to watch you like suffer from two different ways. Yeah, it makes um, sense. So yeah, so the idea uh, with Hassan was like, Here's like the list of 25 ideas every single week. You pick the idea that I'm going to do and I'll just do it. Like I'm not going to be like hands on on the selection process of ideas because I'll take like forever to be like this idea isn't that good. Like if, if we do 
uh, like one idea was I watched fireworks from an airplane, right? But it's like, in my head, it's like, is that entertaining? Like, what do you do? You just go in a plane and you just watch fireworks? Like, well, I guess sometimes it's different because you're looking at it only from your lens and maybe somebody else would be interested in something like that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, so Hassan's role is like to come in and be like, I don't care if you think this is a good idea or a bad idea. This is the best one you had this week uh, or like this month. So we're just going to like do this video. And so he's like an accountability partner, but it's, it's, it's modeled after like a store so, or like a business, which is like, he's my manager in a sense Interesting. Or, or my boss. Like your boss tells you to do something, you just kind of got to do it. How'd you meet him? Uh, through a company that I was working with, with some bigger creators. Uh, so do you, do you watch YouTube at all? Or do you watch YouTube at all? You're going to hate me because I'm going to say no. I, don't I do. YouTube. I watch I, a lot of Patrick by David, man. Interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't watch YouTube either. Me but. neither. I just only watch Patrick by David yeah, for his podcast. I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you guys know Yes Theory? They're a YouTube channel. I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. They're three no. guys. Um, they're from Montreal initially. Well, they're from a bunch of like different places. One of them is yeah. actually Egyptian. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they met up. They met in like university in Montreal. They made a whole channel. I think they're at like 10 million subscribers now. Nice. Um, anyways, their manager, he owns a company called Creator Now. So Creator Now is a community for creators. It's, like, it's supposed to be like film school redesigned for creators. So every week there's like workshops. There's like, and the workshops are like bigger creators. So it'll be like Logan Paul or his editor. Um, Mr. Beast has been one of these workshops. Really? Elle Mills from Ottawa. Actually, she didn't do a she didn't do a session, but but it's like creators at that level essentially. So yeah, I worked with Creator Now for a little bit and I I met Hassan through that because he was running the operations for that company. But what's the kind of insight that you were do you feel like the insights are really incredible? Do you think it's really yeah, worth it? Hundred percent. I think that so not only joining that comp like that places in the community but also working with them changed the entire trajectory of like everything I understand. Like that changed a lot of, of my pathing in the YouTube world. I think probably like 2020 was, I, I didn't, I think everyone that's trying to figure out YouTube, it's a very like abstract concept. It's like, you just Google, like, how do I get a thousand views? How do I get a hundred thousand views? Like, how do I gain subscribers? Uh, and I'm sure it's like, it, and that applies to everything with like podcasts. Like have yeah. you ever Googled like, how to gain podcast listeners. 100%. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like the basics. So like Creator Now's job, the entire company's like thing is like to teach you how to do all that. And it's not like that that BS that you get from like random YouTube gurus who are like, yeah, I, I have a cash cow channel. But it's like, it's people who've actually done it and they can just keep doing it. Like they can keep making channels from zero to a million. Um, so what happened was there was a YouTuber named Eric. In 2020, he was on a mission to go from zero subscribers to 1 million. And this is before short form content was a thing. Like this is before like TikTok was really blowing up. Um, so how much do you think that has boosted the ability for people to go fast track to oh, success? Like, like crazy, eh? Exponential. Okay. Yeah. Short form content? I just want to give contrast so people understand short what form short form content did for creators. Yeah, 100%. I think because think of it this way. With, with YouTube, there's so many variables. Like your thumbnail, there's something called click-through rate. So if your thumbnail is catchy enough, there then people click but like for every hundred people only one person clicks that's not that good you have a one percent like click-through rate or, or you know whatever right. the math is i think it yeah, it'd be one, on the math. yeah, yeah. One, one out of a hundred yeah so the idea is like if you if you have a good click-through rate then good youtube will kind of push your video out to more people now if your view duration like if you have like a 10 minute video but people are clicking off in like 15 seconds then your average view duration sucks so now YouTube is pushing it out less. 
and um, those are like the two main things. But for shorts, so like YouTube will just push it to to X amount of people. If if it stops at the view duration, like you you aren't doing well, like in the first thirty seconds of the video, then YouTube will stop promoting you. And that's how it works. It's like it does it in like a, a group of hundred, and then say you do well with a hundred people, then it'll push like a group of like five hundred, and then a thousand, and then it just keeps going. Shorts will literally just throw it into the 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 shorts algorithm. So you cast a much broader net when you post shorts. Interesting. So you have way more like accessibility to like everything when you post a short rather than when you post a long form. But the issue is that with long form videos, you build community with shorts. You don't. So like people, I have a lot of uh, guys that I know that that went from like zero to like 500 K or zero to like hundred K subscribers in like mm -hmm. two months. But when they post shorts, they get like 29 million views, like 10 million views, 30 million, views. which is wild anyways. But you yeah. Do you get paid on those on shorts? No. Yeah. You get paid like terrible. You get paid in like pennies. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and TikTok is even worse. But they post like a long form video, like an eight minute video, but it'll do like a hundred views and mm. they have like 500k subscribers. Wow. And it's because YouTube's um, short algorithm is separate from their long form algorithm. So like the whole thing is two different categories. They're not, they're not the same. You know so even I mean? so basically if you look at any of these numbers, the shorts are really skewing those numbers regardless. Yeah, kind of. By the way, do they have these metrics that creator? Do you call it creator now? Is that what it's called? Yeah, creator now is a company. So do they? So whenever you go to these workshops, I'm just trying to understand something. Do they have statistics, metrics? Are they showing things like that? Like what are they showing you precisely, at least, to be able to help you elevate your channel, right? Because analytics is huge for any channel, right? Yeah. So the goal of creator now in its early stages was no. the, the very like first and foremost thing is like. YouTubers don't have a community. A lot of them, like the bigger YouTubers, have their own people. Yeah. But like smaller creators, it's just like everyone is just in this deep water trying to figure out how to swim. So th the goal of Creator Now was like, let's just like put a bunch of small creators, big creators, any type of creator, like whatever niche they're in, into this one community. So they did boot camps, so like six week boot camps, and for wow, six weeks. for six weeks. Yeah. So for six weeks, uh, they three hundred creators because they would cap it at three hundred. <clears throat> Okay. join the community and you can make friends with other creators you can make friends of other niches you can make friends with dudes who are like 10x your channel size um and then there were teams so like then you have teams and your teams like the whole purpose was like you need to post one video a week that's all they want what is this like love island everybody's on an island or something like that no that'd be that'd there's be 300 people this is a school of elevation or is man. this is this uh remote this is all remote okay this is all from like like your phone there was an app and you just go on the app and it's like so there's group chats it's like like one like think of discord right mm -hmm. you have your home which is like where everyone hangs out but then you have like an analytics tab so people are like hey i have one percent click-through rate on my thumbnail is that good okay so like 10 different lobbies of exactly content. yeah that's incredible actually yeah and then you have like video rooms um so then like people can go in video rooms and like sometimes they do like silent library style where they're just editing in silence yeah. with one another sometimes they go in there and they come up with ideas together because it helps to have another creator. And I think if you're all learning the same thing and you're all learning like the same principles of content, then it becomes like easier to bounce ideas off each other and like start like being, you know, additive to one another. Get the creative juices flowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, collaborating too. Yeah, I think that's a very key How would you factor. say, um, you know, being a part of Creative Now and like, you know, learning from that and having somebody from their back end be a part of what you're doing? How would you say that's pushed your channel and your content? And like, where is that taking you now? Like, where, where do you plan on going? So it all started, um, like it actually went backwards. So I worked with them first. Uh, 
So the, the YouTuber Eric that I was telling you about, so he, he went from zero to a million subscribers in a year in, I think, 59 videos, long form okay. videos, no shorts, no TikToks. Like, Very nice. Yeah. Which at the time, I think he broke the record because Logan Paul is right after him mm. with 69 videos or 68 videos, something like that. So yeah, Eric kind of like broke the fourth wall in the sense of like getting that many subscribers that quick. And then he also realized how lonely it is to be a creator. And so he's a silent partner in, in the Creator Now stuff. And I found him when he had 50K subscribers. And we spoke a little bit over DMs. Like, if you ever come out to Canada, we'll, we'll shoot something crazy to one nice. together. And yeah, so once he, when he made this company called Creator Now, I joined it. And I was in it for like probably three seasons. And these are like $250 a season. And those are six weeks. So I did it like for three seasons. And then uh, we have teams. Stuff. So I ended up working as a team captain with them. And then I ended up working with them as like an actual employee. So I ran the head of community. So it was like the whole role was like obviously make sure the community is updated with everything. But on top of that, it was like building gamifications. So like we want these guys to post once every week. Yep. How can we do that? It's like what systems can we build? Uh, and we can like, like, you know, we could do rewards, prizes. Like if you post all six weeks in a row, like one video every single week and they're, they're high quality uploads, then you can get a collaboration with Eric, right? Um, so oh, that's whole, interesting. Yeah, the, the, so my job with Creator Now was like learning how to motivate these guys to, to post videos, to stay active in the community because a lot of introverts, like when it goes back to the video rooms, they don't want to join a room where people just have their cameras on and it's just a bunch of strangers talking. So it was like, okay, how can we build how can we build a collaborative space for the introverts? And then that's where like the silent library idea came in. It's like, you don't need to talk to them. You can just work. And sometimes it just feels nice to have company. Yeah. Um, and then that's how I met Hassan because he was doing operations. And then uh, I took a step back from Creator Now to focus on my own stuff. But I learned a lot with them because I had to attend every single workshop. So part of the job was facilitating the workshop. So like I would get to talk to uh, Hayden, who's Logan Paul's editor, or... Uh, whatever other like bigger creators we had, like Eric himself. And yeah, sometimes I'd get to pick their brain and then I'd watch the workshops and then like relate that stuff all back to my own channel. So it kind of just went in a... In a That's an incredible experience, man. I would love to be able to see what a large editor or an editor of that kind of capacity would be able to perform and what's their strategies and stuff like that. So let's be honest, that was fire experience for you. Yeah, it was. I think YouTube in itself, especially like the bigger you get, it's... It's a lot different than people think it is. And I think like, I'll think of like local creators. And I mean, this is no disrespect to like a lot of local YouTubers, but it's very yeah. like, it's just like pranks. You know what I mean? Or it's like, it's homemade content, which I love because I think like homemade content is what YouTube is supposed to be about. Because like, if you want to watch high production, you go watch Netflix. You don't right. like, you don't go to YouTube for like a full on high production 4K movie. I feel um, like nowadays that's changed. Like YouTube's developed so much compared to like, let's say early 2000s where you get all that high production and like yeah. all these videos, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot different now. Um, but that's the thing. Like when you think like, oh yeah, I do YouTube. It's like, you don't, people don't think of it that this is a literal business. There's a lot on the back end. And the bigger you get, the the crazier it gets too. It's like, like all these guys have creative directors. They have YouTube strategists. They have, like some people have, uh, like it gets super niche. There's, there's this one guy, he will, he works for bigger YouTubers. He will go into their back end and let's say like remember view duration i was telling you like if someone clicks off in 15 seconds that's right yeah like so you have a graph of your viewership so when there's like little dips that like that that means that people skipped it so you can kind of tell what was like the least interesting parts of your video 
there's a guy who literally goes into the back end of those videos and trims it out in the YouTube editor. So like you, even oh, really? Yeah. So he's like a data analyst video much. editor? He's a psycho, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess he's a he's a niche data analyst because like he's 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 analyzing that and then he's going cutting yeah, that part of the video pretty that's much. Pretty but wild. it's like, yeah, that's the closest thing to a to like a job title. Like there's just so much money in YouTube. Like if you're at that point, you can get very particular people for very very specialized. What's the fail rate though? Very high. YouTube has to be high. Probably like ninety nine percent. Because be like okay, it's like entrepreneurship it, almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, like fail rate can apply even if you're big, like. Yeah. Uh, I know creators who have like 10 million followers on like TikTok or like 5 million on YouTube and they like they are getting no brand deals. They're getting like no income coming in. And it's because like they built no community. So it's like all the stuff you got to do early on, they didn't do. They just kind of like, they just kind of posted whatever was trending on repeat. Like think of, um, do you remember back in like 2017? I don't know if you'd even know of this, but there was like that 3 a.m. challenge. Like I talked to Siri at 3 a.m. Or I talked to... I only know about it because we had Ahmed Mo TV on the podcast before and he was telling me about it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like the creators that were doing like the 3 a.m. content were like, okay, this is this is such an easy way to get 100k subscribers. And it's like the views are insane on these videos because it was like a huge trend at the time in 2017. So a lot of people uh, did it and then they ended up getting stuck into the niche. And then when the trend died, they were getting like 5k views a video. And if they did anything else like content that they wanted to do, they were getting like 500 views a video. Mm. So, so what's your advice to them if that ends up happening? Because I feel like I've seen some of these YouTubers and you're like, what happened? What's my what, advice to them? Like, I mean, how, like, should you just go through the pains, put up that video that has 500 views and just start changing it up again? Should probably just be strategic. Like, yeah. what would you do if you were in that position? Yeah, I think, um, I think first off, make content that you actually want to make because if you're in it for the long haul, then, you know, just working off trends won't work for you. Because once there's no trend, you have no engagement, you have no brand deals, you have nothing. I think my best advice is like, do content that you, you kind of want to do and then work from there and just and just like take it video by video. I don't know. Challengers are good though. Maybe they should, if they want to throw a challenge in there. Well, that's what you do. Yeah, right? I think, just I stay away so, from it. So I think my biggest advice is if you are stuck in the niche that you don't want to be in. Like, let's say you're stuck making like 3 a.m. videos. Continue making the 3 a.m. videos. And what, what a lot of people will do wrong is like they'll post one 3 a.m. video like in that week and then they'll post like uh, a challenge video like two days later. So they'll think like if I do one and one, it'll even out. But it, it it's better if you just post your 3 a.m. videos and you slowly pivot. So like in your 3 a.m. video, do like a smaller challenge and then like expand on that as you go. Interesting, actually. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. What would your advice be starting out 2017 doing these vlog videos? If you knew what you knew now. Does short form exist? No. No, I guess we got to do apples and apples, short forms out of the window. So it's just long form video. I guess so. Um, my, my main advice would be like, again, do videos that you will do in the long run because a lot of people will start doing challenge videos and they don't realize how draining challenge videos are. And then they'll be like, damn, I hate this. And like, I'm never going to beat Mr. Beast. And so like, they just, they quit. And you feel like creator burnout. Because no matter what you do, you're not, you're not getting the views that you want to get. Um, I feel like I'm blanking on, on advice that I could give. So I'll come back to this in a second. I'll think about it. Brainstorm a little bit. Yeah. Brainstorm. What's, uh, what's your end goal? My end goal. I think uh, work-life balance. 
is yeah. one of them for sure. I don't know if you know, you guys know Zach King. Do you remember the back in Vine days? There's a guy that used to do magic. You ever Sounds familiar, man. I did like oh, the Vines. He's huge. He is huge. Yeah, he's he has huge. like I don't even know how much he has on TikTok actually, but he, he's pretty big. Um, Zach King actually has like a nine to five work structure, yeah. or I think it's like eight to four or something. So a lot of creators now that are bigger are also looking for work life balance because you focus so much on like. Like meetings with your managers, meetings with like brand deals, meetings with with um, like your team, your editors, video reviews, stuff like yeah. that. That you kind of lose sight of like what's also important in your life outside of YouTube. Um, so I would say work life balance is a big one. Zach King actually like he will work from nine to five, yeah. and then he just doesn't like he rest of the days off for him and his whole team. I know uh, a lot of editors do this too now. It's like they'll work from like seven to seven. Well, that's, a, that's how it should be for any entrepreneurial, like self-employed business. You have to have a structure for yourself. If you have no structure, then you're not going to have any balance. And that's, yeah. that goes for everything. My question is, how do you shut off? I wish I knew how to shut off. From yeah. You, from YouTube? I'm just in grind mode all day. Oh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know. I'm saying in general, you know, because we're talking about eight to fours. I'm always in grind mode all day. You got you to gotta work for the, the balance too. It's yeah. like, it's equally work in, in a sense. Um, but I think like regarding content goals, like big picture, I think I just want to f create uh, like a form of escapism for mm -hmm. people to watch. Think of like sitcoms like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's like figure out how to build like homemade sitcoms and, and like create forms of escapism. And I also like the ideas of like overarching stories, mm -hmm. which like musicians do a lot that I don't think like YouTubers do often. So that's also like one thing that we're working towards. What's with, an example to that? Sorry. Yeah. Like The Weeknd. Um, do, you, do you listen to him at all? No. What about you? Oh, here here and there. So, do you guys remember Starboy? Yep. Yeah. Did you ever watch the music video for Starboy? Yeah. No. Yeah, I watched it. Wild. Yeah, I watched it. Okay, do you remember in that music video, um, there's like that black cat, and at the end of the video, it's a panther, yeah. and he has like a McLaren going up this like mountain. Yeah, yeah, when he's going through the house and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That whole song is about like him like transitioning from... From, from cat to... Yeah, that like the cat is supposed to represent him turning into a panther. And Starboy, yeah. like even the whole music video is a visual for like him killing the R and B artist and moving into pop. Yeah, he was killing his his older self. Exactly. And um that's one story. Yeah. Right? Like there's one overarching story. But in that whole Starboy album, there's one huge story. And it's about his whole like transition to becoming like a pop star. But even in like every single album that he releases is one huge overarching story. Yeah, there's there's always a general theme. Yeah, yeah. Even so. like, um, look at like Drake's "Take Care" um, album. Like the weekend wrote that whole album. Yeah, it had an overall theme yeah. to it, and all the songs kind of. I feel like Eminem is incredible in terms of trying to paint pictures. Him and Joyner Lucas. But like, I don't really the, listen to their stuff the much. Theme, the theme aspect, I don't think that really followed uh, before. I feel like nowadays, whole albums follow like a like Utopia with Travis Scott. Like I think they all all kind of try to follow a theme. Yeah. All the way through. So you're trying to encompass that in your YouTube videos now? Yeah, it's it's figure out how to build overarching stories in one video and then and then do like an EP. So like let's take a topic of like let's take a theme that everyone experiences. Like for example, loneliness. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about that earlier, right? It's like creators. Like I can make one video that's like, you know, twenty four hours alone in an underground bunker. Right? Random idea off the top of my head. But like that video will just be about me being alone and like expressing loneliness in the video. But the idea in that video is like, how can I make it about me where you can watch it and you're only thinking of me, but you resonate with the issue. It's not like 
you are thinking about your own real life issues. You just feel it. It's more of a feeling rather than than like sitting there watching my video while you're thinking about how lonely you are. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, what if you do like an EP, mm-hmm. like musicians do? It's like, what if you do six videos, all have one like theme to it, yeah. like loneliness. So I make six videos, six challenge videos that are somehow about loneliness, but you don't necessarily pick up on that until like you just kind of feel it. And then you do like one giant overarching thing between like, I don't know, 12 videos. It's a really interesting idea of really? like how to connect with people. That's really cool. Yeah. Is anyone doing that or is this something like you're kind of piloting it right now? I'm piloting it. And th- that, goes back you, to, man. that goes back to like production and, and like idea of how to execute does not match the knowledge, like what we actually need to do. We don't have the production level for it. You know what I mean? Like we can't, it's very tough to properly create that because you have to do so many like test videos and like the, um, the Ottawa video, like Ottawa being boring. Like that was one of those tests. I love that guy when he asked him, he's like, uh, what started doing Ottawa? He's like, drink beer. I That's drink crazy. beer everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, a, this place is so boring. Bro, there's a decent amount of stuff to do in Ottawa. You know, you what, go man, rock it's, climbing, it's, it's, it's like go, the Ferris wheel. You yeah. only can jump on it so many times. Then yeah, I, I guess. There there's there's a lot of comments on that video that actually have some pretty good suggestions. Like, I feel like the follow-up video should just be me taking all these Those suggestions and, like, and fi- doing them. fixing Ottawa. Like it'd yeah, be funny yeah. if I just like be, get a role in like the government where I just like fix Ottawa. The nightlife manager, that's who he's gonna be. Right? You know what? You know what my favorite thing to do in Ottawa is? He's a fed. My favorite thing to do in Ottawa is just to drive to Montreal. And just <laughs> <laughs> do stuff like that. Bro, like I, I don't like Montreal. I also don't like Toronto. Mm. I think like when I travel, so I travel often to LA and every time I'm in LA, I'm like, like LA's a vibe. LA's a vibe, but it's just not home. And I don't know how to explain it, but when well, I come back LA, to Ottawa, LA's, it's like, LA's scary, bro. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that go there hoping to, you know, get to some dream, kind of like New Yorker, like people that yeah. move to New York. And then if they don't end up going through or like, you know, establishing themselves, you become crackheads. So that place is full of like a lot of drug addicts. For me, man, home is wherever your peoples are. 100%. You know what I mean? Because you know what? The funnest times I've ever had in life was when I was dead broke and I was just chilling with the boys. Yeah, I talk about this with Nabi all the time. I always, I told this to Nabi, he looked at me like I'm crazy, but I think like, like peak core memory, like in childhood is like when you have $2 in your pocket and you go to like the gas station and you're like, do I get a slushy or do I get like the Twix bar? And you have like, you have like limited options for... Uh, you know what you can get mm. but it's like whatever you get whatever you choose whether it's the slush or the twix bar like you are so happy oh absolutely you know what man. i mean absolutely that's sh- that slice of pizza bro you got 25 cents yo you got a dime you got a buck oh the guy that has a dollar bro he gets the biggest pie that was crazy those are the funnest days man yeah no yeah. i agree i think i i personally like i agree with a lot of the comments where they say like ottawa so this is what i i my biggest takeaway was ottawa does have a lot it does. It has more than even like I expected that we have. But we are terrible at marketing. Like we had Kevin Hart come out in like May, I think. I didn't even know about it until like my friend told me that he's going to the concert the day of. You're actually right. Ottawa, Ottawa 100% sucks with marketing. But we're also like this is such a conservative city. People are stuck in their patterns. I so call people the lobster bucket city. That's what I call it. Yeah, you kind of just have your routine so people don't realize there's a, a million things to do. You know what? I find this place, the culture in this place is a little different. I feel like, you know what? A lot of people are very conservative. Majority of the, what is it? Like the stat is like 76% of the people that live here work for some form of government. 
Makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? So everybody, I feel like, you know what? The worst thing to ever do is work for the government for only one reason. Mm. It's because you're always enslaved to the government. You have to, you can, you always have to watch everything you say, everything you do because yeah, everyone's you're a public like, servant. oh my God, I'm going to jeopardize my job. And then it's going to go from there. Right. When I say the lobster bucket theory, uh, lobster bucket city, it's because nobody wants to see anybody get out of here. Oh, but yeah. at the so same just, time, they all want to get out of here. Damn, so whenever cool. they get to the top of the yeah. bucket, Someone what just, happens is they're like, nah, 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 you're coming back down here. You get a misery loves company. You're staying over here. That's a fact. So that's what ends up happening in the city. Like, let's be honest, you know, you must have had some of your friends or family, cousins, anybody hate on this whole YouTube idea. You know what I mean? Everyone's afraid of change here. They don't want something to go outside the norm. If you do, there's no support a lot of the times. Yeah. What do you mean? The but brother, once the you brother's, finally make the it. The brother's Afghan, bro. If he's not a doctor or an engineer, his parents are like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Facts. Go work for You're the like, CRA or something like that, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm lucky that I had like supportive parents and family. Uh, I think they they were always like, as long as you have an ability to make money. And and I think I proved that when I was working like uh, as head of community with Career Now. I also worked as a director of brand brand uh business intelligence slash like brand development nice. for a company called content star productions and they nice. they have like a bunch of creators that are all like 10 million plus so my role was like how can we take this creator and like build a business around them and then how can we scale those businesses and generate like arr mr which is like monthly recurring revenue uh like take prime and logan paul for example or like feastables and, and mr beast um so i think like i was able to prove myself on the on the back end of stuff and I was just like, I, I can still make money and prove that I, there's like, there's job opportunities in here um, while also doing YouTube. Because I was also doing university at the same time that I was doing YouTube. Because I think like a lot of people are like, I don't want to go to university. I want to be a YouTuber. That's probably also one of my advices is like, if you're thinking of dropping out to pursue a career don't ever in do YouTube, you don't you, like, okay, think of it this way. Are you really going to spend every single day, like your 10 hours, whatever time amount that you're awake for? Are you going to spend all that time making videos? Like you're not. Realistically, you won't. Especially like the less you know, the less you'll do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also one of my, probably my biggest advices for, for people who want to be a creator in some sense is like, don't drop out of school solely for that reason. So what about the people that are just starting YouTube anyways? Keep posting. The only thing you can do is like, this is, this is a personal goal of mine with my team is that, um, again, it goes back to that whole analysis paralysis. It's like, if we can't make a bad video good, then we will never be able to make a good video great. You know? So even if I have a perfect idea, I don't have the capability to make that perfect idea into a good video because I don't have enough practice of making content. Like you can look back at like six years ago at my very first videos and compare it to like the most recent video. And like, you can see the improvement. And I mean, obviously improvements is a given. Like, I think it's weird if you don't improve in six years. <laughs> After six years. That would be weird. I think like get the out. feedback that I get and obviously my personal bias is like, it's a huge improvement. And a lot of it is just like, like just do something a tiny bit better. Like marginal improvements take you a very long way. Um, but yeah, I think like that's my other piece of advice. Going back to that, that question from earlier is like, just post. Like even if the video is bad, even if like the idea is trash, post. Because even right now, I'm not at a stage where I post these videos and I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is a great video. Every video... I think like this is okay, but we can keep doing better. This is just practice, you know. It's just like it's it's rinse and repeat essentially. So get your ups. Post, but don't quit your day job, and then let it build. Yeah, you can do both at once. Think like 
if you can work two part-time jobs or a full-time job and a part-time job, like when you're a small creator, especially just just starting out and like all you're doing is content, making your own videos, yeah. I guarantee you're not putting more than like, and I'm being generous, 10 hours a week. Because like you probably lack the discipline, you probably lack the work ethic, you 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 lack the knowledge. Like you like in 2020, I would sit down, I would just Google like how to get a thousand views. Like I'm, I'm wasting so much of my time. Like imagine I dropped out of university to be like, how to get a thousand views on Google. Jeez. You know what I mean? Nuts, eh? Yeah. So I think I think for for those creators who who are who think that their parents would be disappointed in them is like, you can do both. Like there, there's a happy medium there. Yeah. That's hundred so percent, bro. Like that's. So okay. you know what? I'm curious because I find a lot of YouTubers they have a very big personality on their YouTube videos, but what's behind that? Nobody knows. Oh, there's probably a lot of characters sure like people play characters so what are you all about let's say you're not on youtube right now you're just hanging out you're chilling what do you like to do who is yes. milad really instead of like milad q it's from the business YouTube? Like business that. i think i think it's like business is probably one of my love languages oh, man this guy's just this guy's gonna do just come hang out with us bro <laughs> where does he come about work-life yeah. balance bro? he's just like me bro i'm like how do you shut he's it like, off yeah, work like the, what do you like to do for fun business business <laughs> like if i spend like quality time you can separate the two like i can spend quality time with friends and like make great memories but also like we can just shoot the shit and talk about like random business ideas you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like literally. and then like you can take some of those things and be like this is low-key a pretty good idea Okay, so it doesn't shut off, bro. It, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, you try to control it. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know. All right, man. I all all I'm hearing is that it revs down. Yeah. You know, you, you during the day the revs high, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. during the night it's still at one. By the time you hit eleven thirty, that's over at that. I point. love that, bro. So, as a lot of your friends entrepreneurs, is that what it is? I think a lot of them are are trying. Like a lot of them are working on, um, like figuring out. You know, they're testing the waters. You know what? I'll comment on that. I think Ottawa. Is Ottawa is a city of dreamers. I mean, and, and this goes into all all aspects, every every sort of industry. Ottawa is full of dreamers. So I think everybody or a lot of people in the city would be surprised are like entrepreneur minded and have like a good entrepreneur mind. So you can like bounce ideas off each other or like really talk about things in depth. But not a lot of people execute or act on that entrepreneurial side of things. You know what I mean? 100%. So you'll get those conversations, but there's a, a big fear. And a big gap in like people who actually go for it. Because so, it's a lobster bucket city, man. Everyone's going to shun you. Oh, 100%. Everyone's going to say, what down. are you doing? Let's be honest. How many people that you know or have known you? Yeah. If you tried to get on a video, let's be honest. Doing videos is very tough to be in front of a camera for a lot of people. And, and it's you funny know, that you were, you're talking there. like that's what you like to do and stuff. We're, we're, we're not too different, bro. Yeah. We were, we were bouncing ideas off each other yesterday. I was showing him a proposal and he was like helping me edit it and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, we're very, we're very... Uh, involved in those kind of talks too bro we're all one so what's yeah. your favorite conversations you're hanging out with your boys you're not a youtuber Dude. right now is it just business it's it's anything i'm very like low maintenance it's like and i think like chicken tenders and chicken, <laughs> chicken tenders combo white how about some sushi bro you fried. like sushi i only eat the california roll that's it that's it nothing else and i lie to myself about the crab i tell myself i have very strong um like mental power over myself okay. like i can trick myself very easily so like like i can just soup like if i eat california rolls that's fake crab bro it is fake crab. i'm not even oh, eating facts. crab facts. Not, you're, but you're actually you're not like but i know but even if i'm at like a fancy restaurant that is serving like actual crab even yeah. if i eat like like a piece of raw salmon on top so of what, it, you don't like seafood ah oh, bro no yes my guy you don't like seafood Lad, either? i 
fucking hate sea. I hate the texture. This I hate the a, smell. A fake Mediterranean. I hate the taste. Soft. Yeah. I hate, what? I hate it's like mushy. It's weird. Uh. Like, like, if you... Don't look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Wild, man. Bro, I have, a, I have a friend. Yeah. The man is a fiend for seafood. Okay. Like, all he wants is shrimp. I, okay, one of my biggest pet peeves are when people order shrimp and pasta. Okay. Because that I don't understand. Like, it's like the fishiest thing with, with just pasta. Shrimp, shrimp is not fishy, though. It just has this shrimp disgusting is chewy. smell. See, yeah, I'm with him, bro. Listen, I agree all day, bro. Me and him can attack you all day, bro. This is, you, you, first this off, is a gang up here. He just, said, he just said shrimp. You like shrimp. Okay, so, but I hate all okay. seafood. So, anyways, I don't know. I'm, bro, I'm, I'm salmon, I'm personally, yo. I'm Mediterranean. Oh, yeah, really? I'm, I'm North no, African. So, like, I... See, there you go. You're not North, Afri- North Africa is... <laughs> what are you talking about? Where, where, so, it's one of Egyptians and uh, Mediterraneans. What do you mean? What, you what, what sea is bro. right on us, bro? The Mediterranean Sea. What are Mediterranean? No, no, no. Khalas. You said you're Africans. Right, right. Muhammad, I listen to Muhammad Ramadan. I don't so listen to you. Both countries that I'm from are heavy on seafood. You know what I mean? And, and meat in general, but like seafood, of That's course. You're on, you're on the coast. The Lebanon is no different. No, I know. I just don't like it. My family a lar- does. Large, uh, but I guess Afghanistan, uh, not a lot of fish or? Uh, a lot of bombs. A lot of bombs. <laughs> You know what? Super <laughs> impressed with Afghanistan. Yo, bro. yeah. <laughs> a lot of bombs. <laughs> Not anymore, man. Bro, you see the place? Yo, don't the talk. The place looks incredible. Record record building construction. Bro. Yeah, this is this is super controversial. This, this is, is not, super controversial. This is not my bro. words. This yeah. is not my words. But yeah. we have family that lives in Afghanistan. Yeah. And they say that ever since like a Taliban took over, it's much more peaceful. It's much uh, more peaceful. Bro, I'm looking at the videos and yeah. the way they're rebuilding the country. Unbelievable. Well, probably like they've do. stopped bombing every single thing that they can find because yeah. now they control it right so yeah. that, i mean it makes sense well didn't they come into like peshawar or like um, uh kabul and you just said we're we're taking it over and then the president just cut like yeah. immediately yeah, same yeah. Day? they just they just ambushed the capital like they literally just came into it was kabul right yeah you came into kabul he said this is our country now and then the president just cut i don't know man it. you know what i don't like looking at the news too much because then if you look at what just happened in hawaii yeah I won't lie to you. These storms are becoming very unnatural. I don't know. So a lot of people are coming out saying direct weapon energies. People are saying, oh, they're actually natural disasters. I don't know. They're starting to look a lot of unnatural, mm. very unnatural to me. So it's like, what can you really believe nowadays? They can, everybody, if the media is controlled, they show you what you want to see in Afghanistan. Like, I bet you what we see here is way different what they yeah, see. Yeah, but like on that note, like what, what you were saying, like I have friends who are Afghan as well. And like, um, are, they're like from a, like the mountain tribes. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me because I was hearing a lot of crazy stuff um, from here, like, "Oh my God, the Taliban just took over! It's insane! Yeah. They're killing people!" Yeah, you saw videos then, of people trying to climb the airplanes while they're oh airplanes. yeah, yeah. That. that's crazy. But oh, see, yeah. like, I'm like talking to my boy, and he's FaceTiming his cousin, and there's Taliban soldiers like walking or like on their cars, and everyone's saying like, "What's up?" And it's very like quiet. And there's there's fine. good Taliban. Like there isn't. If someone just clips <laughs> that, that sounds so. Bad. <laughs> so uh, there's two things like like. Taliban is also like a political party. Yeah. So like there's people who are like business consultants in the Taliban and they're Taliban. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then there's like the army part of the Taliban. So like not all of Taliban is necessarily bad Taliban. Some of them are just There's an actual structure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's been like that for like- Didn't he just come back from the States? Didn't he just have a meeting in Washington and then he just came back to the country? Taliban? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really keep up with, with that stuff. So I guess um, Russia, China also had a meeting with Afghanistan. And then he had a meeting with the United States. He, he literally just flew, like, flew back from Washington. And it was like a big deal there because he said, what the hell? You guys just had the Taliban here. I don't know. I was watching Milad QTV. I think they're trying to like, strike go. a deal in regards to like, uh, Ukrainian or something like that. Like, they want something. 
I'm just impressed with what the country looks like. It was lithium. You want lithium for the batteries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Afghanistan's there's a lot of resources. Huge resources. So now they're striking deals with these countries. Like a lot of the countries where we have like American military and Canadian military invading is like it's just resources. A hundred billion. They say they have one of the largest gas reserves in the world. Every time they go frack it, they're getting into constant problems. While we have the third largest oil reserves in the, in the world, and in Canada, we don't want to touch it. Yeah, I guess yeah, we're fine in the States. Canada has the weirdest deal in the world. Do you want to hear this? What is this? This is the weirdest thing. And like, it's a YouTube video. I clipped that, eh? Oh. It's going to be content for me. So <laughs> we don't have a lot of oil refineries in Canada. I think we have two. One in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and one in Alberta. The majority of our oil gets sent to like Houston. They refine it. And then they sell it back to us at a higher price. And That's because, uh, isn't it because the NAFTA agreement bullies us into not having a refineries? It's a grandfather deal. No, just like grandfather deal we mm. have the state that for some, for some reason we're respecting. When we can just build refineries here, use our oil. No, no, no. Goes right to the states, gets refined, comes back. Because what, what, what hurricane hit? Hurricane Apple Katrina. What, what hurricane hit that Houston? New Orleans. Like year, no, no, like years, years ago. Wasn't it like Kath, Catherine, Catherine or something like that? When it, 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 it like be very wrong. I was me- watching me like QTV, bro. It messed up. You in the right place, bro. Well, that's what's up. But I remember that prices went up for no reason like a decade ago. And, and then I found out, oh, it's because we use that refinery. And that's why our oil, our oil went up. But yeah, it's it's very. I feel like there's politics is, is so like. The, bro, we're I think 30, you're we're, just better off ignoring what's happening. Bro, sometimes. we're 30 million people or 40 uh-huh. million people. We could be living like the. People in Qatar, bro, like if we use yeah. our resources here. Yeah, we like could. We well, if anybody actually population. thought for once in their life the government was going to help them, it doesn't work that way. In the Middle East, you do that? Like, yeah, like yeah. you just dead dish work. out. It, does, know, it definitely doesn't work that way. Especially with the... I always found income tax is very in- interesting. What did, on what how did, it was implemented during world wars. Yeah, as a, And then as it just a, stayed loan, after that. As a loan. Just to keep funding the economy. Oh and then you're telling and me, then oh, you take away. 50% of my proceeds. Go tell a YouTuber that, man. Go work all your life. Get 50 million subs. You finally ate your first million. The guy goes, look, CRA bill, half a million dollars. Then you got shit out there saying, um, I'm going to do a grocery rebate. Yeah, how is that going to affect the YouTubers oh. now, especially with this new CRTC deal? Which part? Like, did you guys ever look into that with how they're going to start censoring Canadian content? How that's going to affect you? It's already started, right? Yeah, so, I don't, I don't oh, know if that affects... That, that will only affect like new Oh, actually, it's, I think... No, no. Um, I think it's on YouTube as well, but I think it's beneficial for Canadian-based um, artists because they want to push... Canadian content. So that means Canadian creators. Yeah, right? I mean, I think it could go either way for me. I think like if they do that, then it just plays into the strategy of like dominate the Canadian market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they don't, then nothing changes and I have international market that I could go after. I don't think it affects me personally. I think it depends on the creator and their strategy. But interesting enough, did you know that radio stations, uh, I think it's 10% of the songs that they play within like a 24 hour span have to be Canadian artists. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. That's tough. What is it? 60? 60%. Speak oh, 60%. up, man. It's okay. That's shiny boy. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, the producer, the back. Uh, better, producing. If it's 60%, it better be a lot of Drake or Tory Lanez, bro. Like, that's I love Tory Lanez, man. I was listening to Tory Lanez since Mr. Peterson. Yeah. I still remember when we brought him down from Toronto when he was a nobody. Mm. And then we had him do a, a show at Addiction. Then he passed out at one of the boys' house. 2017. We, no, no. When is this? This is like 2008, nine, man. Oh, yeah. This is a long time This ago. is when he just... I was a big fan already. I used to like his stuff because that's when it was a lot of the stuff was R&B. Mr. Yeah. Peterson is his first album. I love Tory Lanez. I thought he was one of the most versatile artists there was. And the fact that it came out of here was yeah. crazy. Like Diego, Godfather, that really blew him up. 
But I'm like, I was a super huge fan of uh, yeah. Twilight. They're doing doing dirty right now. Which one? Uh, Alone at Prom. Yeah, no. Hectic. No, I liked it. I wasn't a fan. To be honest, I like the overall that. theme. I loved his yeah, he, Toronto's. He, he, he had an overall no. theme on that one. He does he a little did. thing. Yeah. Is it called Alone at Prom? I'm terrible with remembering. I think songs. it is. I know. I know exactly. What I'm I think that's the name of a song. He has that song. I had my heart. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a I don't know, man. I don't like hi- I don't like hybrids of some sorts. That's a, that like, song's a banger. But that, like, he has some hundred percent that that album, like that whole style of of music suits him really well. It's incredibly well done. But now confused. Did you no, like no, it like it's, a, it's incredibly <laughs> well said, done. You know, like, you know what he's credit. saying? He's being a pot He's no, saying no, I don't I hate absolutely, it, but I don't rock with it. I absolutely give him credit for being able to perform something of that caliber and being able to go back into the 70s and 80s. That's incredible that I was able anything, to do that. Anything I'm a fan of tuned like that. Even that I'm song very, he did, he did the, the, the T-Pain remix. That was incredible. Jerry Sprung? Sprung? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Sprung. And he just followed that same sort of thing. And even T-Pain was going crazy over that. He yeah. just loved it. It suits him. It does. That's the thing. Like I think it suits him. Like He's a good rapper. Rap also suits incredible. him. Incredible. But I think like if he does more pop stuff, pop is like the Trojan horse. It's his, like, his vocals are it's meant for pop. His vocals yeah. are meant for pop. Or like he could have, nice. e- like, if he kept releasing music like that, he could have easily been like a lister. Bro, he was. I think he would have. Listen, kept going I'm, I'm going to say some conspiracy. I'm going to say some conspiracy theory shit right now. Okay, he say it. He actually was, and he was on a crazy top. Um, he was he was going crazy during COVID. Remember the thing he was doing on Facetime? I on love. Streams? Yeah, the live streams. Yeah. What was it? COVID? What? What would you call it? Uh huh. I oh, yeah, he, had a t- he had a name for it. Like every quarantine radio yeah, or something quarantine, like that. Quarantine radio. He would be going crazy. I watch it every day. He was blowing up. And then he did the whole NFT thing where he sold like a whole album, made a million dollars in a minute. And he's in, he's a, he's an individual artist. He's not signed to anybody. Yeah, yeah. So he's been doing all this stuff on his own. He was destroying the industry. Yeah. And he was pushing people to be independent, like how he is. Because he was killing it independent. All of a sudden. There's this whole shooting with the foot nonsense. There's like no proof towards it. But you want to put him away for 10 years? Bro, he he was on a heavy climb up with the albums. He was releasing, like he released like three albums like the last year, bro. Yeah, Not I even alone at prom. He released hard. another one before that and another one before that. Yeah. So he was on a big climb, independent of any of these record labels. And these record labels are really just slave owners because it's no different than Nar City saying, hey, come on board. Your content is ours. Oh, you just already killed his. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, man. okay. He I'm, just smirked that if you ever wanted, that, it, I won't make that comparable. But I mean, like, honestly, these are not my words. Yeah, <laughs> these, are, these are mine. A record label really just they give you 100k up front and say we own your music, and then you're you're just you're a slave, mm. and they're just a slave master, and they're just making millions of dollars off you, and you can't say anything to them because you signed that. Well, look at Burna Boy that just came out with a thing that he was able to produce 300 million, but he only kept 15. Of course, because he's Dave he's, Chappelle's show. He's with a record label. Yeah. But when they're independent, they're they're so far from that and they're just making all that money to themselves. Corey Lanes was doing that, and it was a big cut on record labels, and he was pushing people out of that. I really feel like this guy got set up because of how well he was doing. Probably. And then now they try to put him away for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years what? is a little wild to me. 10 years is insane. But I also don't like Megan the Stallion, so. Yeah, you know what, man? I just if you look at the facts of the case, I mean, I don't censor nothing for nobody. I just gonna speak my mind. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? There's a hater. People are gonna love you or hate you anyways. But if you really look at the facts of the case and the fact that even the DNA on the gun was inconclusive, how did you guys? How did you guys without a a shroud of ever? What was that? A a, a A shroud of doubt. Like uh, you have to be. The only way you can be 
convicted as if there's absolutely no beyond doubt. Reasonable doubt. Beyond yeah. reasonable doubt. But mm. there's inconclusive on the gun, the DNA, all this other stuff. Like the story was crazy. So how, there are so many loopholes in the story to show yeah. that the people that are testifying against them are not even credible in the first place. They punched holes like crazy. How did you guys convict them without a shot of a doubt? It's actually crazy. Made no sense to me. Yeah. There, without a shot of doubt is exactly it. And like, uh. there's so many holes. And it's not like they have like conclusive evidence on this guy shooting this girl in the foot. Like, there's no video of him doing it. There's no proof of him doing it. Nothing. Because there's a lot two of kind of courts, bro. There's a court of public opinion. Yeah. And there's the court of law, but realistically, I'll say, I'll say this though, he did fuck up. up. He fucked up with, um, you know, going so live about it and like talking a lot of shit about it and kind of making it a joke because then the prosecution will come at you. Like, they don't like that stuff. So when you see people like, you know, and he's very popular, like just kind of like bashing it and, and stuff like that. And I, he wasn't doing that towards the end, but he was doing that at the beginning. It, the prosecution wants to come at you. I mean, you know? so was she. Was she not? I don't know what she yeah, was doing. I think she was just, she think was, she was just she saying was, uh, she was saying that you did it. Oh, I mean, Loki, her her label was probably like they silenced her. Like, don't say anything. Like they know how to deal with that. They stuff. either said that or they told her to fucking say. Exactly well, it was what Rock she was Nation, saying, anyways. No, wasn't it? Jay Z was Rock Nation, and then he's the one that had, he had a beef with Jay Z. Yeah, he did. But his dad came out and he started freaking out. And like, I'm gonna call out Jay Z from yeah. Rock Nation and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Funny enough, it reminds me of. Um, so I have a video with Young Gravy that's not out, but uh, in one of the like clips. It's, I still need to like, I have a clip with a lawyer and he's impossible to like book time with because he's super busy, but I should do a follow-up video that's like solving the Tory Lanez case. <laughs> it's just like Why have not, this lawyer man? like review the 100%. whole thing. Why not? I'll even want to jump on 100%. that video. I love Tory Lanez. Because it's right? actually, it's, I don't know, man. I think it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. 10 years is, is wild. 10 like, years? It's like, Absolutely, man. It's like Andrew Tate, bro. They had zero evidence and then they held him in, in jail for like months on end and then. Then he starts talking about it, and like, there's literally nothing. You know, it's you know, wild. It's, it's nuts. You know, what's wild to me is how they compare like the Logan, like the Paul brothers, to the Tate brothers. You can't. But if you actually, funny enough, when you look at the Paul brothers, everybody used to look at Jake like he was the asshole, he was the dick. Yeah. And Logan? then you see exactly. Then you um, see it's you know what you look at Logan's true colors, and then it's you're like, yo, I feel like Jake Paul is the guy that's really just trying to hold it down for his people. Yeah. And then next thing you know, the older brother is like, yo, what do you mean? Why is my little brother getting the fame? I want this. I want this. So let me throw him on the bus. Does that video of Jake like just winning that fight? And he's like all hype. And then the video cuts to Logan and he's like oh, just staring him. Pissed. Then he sees the camera and then he's like, and he like changes his face, starts clapping. And I'm like, I've not seen this. I know that this is the most recent fight. Yeah. yeah. And they just had a thing on Impulsive right now. He's like I, on the side and he's like, just like staring at him like whatever. And then he sees the camera and he's like, oh. Uh, and he tells his brother, he's like, yo, I feel like you like to play both sides of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, because, on, it's, uh, because, yeah. it's because Logan was saying like you didn't let Prime, like you, like they literally did not let Logan have a Prime bottle. Um, and it's because Jake is sponsored by Celsius. And so there's like a non-compete clause in the contract. Yeah. So they didn't let Logan go in with his Prime bottle. And then Logan's like, I'm your brother. And then that's when Jake was like, yeah, I mean, you, just, you play both sides. Like I'm your brother, but I made a business with the guy that hates your guts. Yeah. You know? like, Do you have any fun. brothers? No. Only child. No Shit. way. That's yeah. crazy. We're Afghan family, only child? Right. Guys, yeah. he's not Afghani anymore. Unique, bro. He's chicken tenders <laughs> all day. I'm a, I'm a Caucasian. A lot of cousins? A lot of cousins. Right. For sure, he has yeah, a lot we, of cousins. Definitely, we go deep. I mean, we're everywhere. We're in Ottawa, Australia, United States. Oh, yeah. Of course. Wanda. I'm sure there's one in China. 
Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you guys got that region surprised. of Afghanistan that's like Asian Afghans? The Daris? The Daris? Uh, the Daris? Yeah. Hazara. Like so. Hazara, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's because the Mongolian Empire ruled for like 500 years or whatever mm. amount of time. So then we ended up getting like Afghans to look Asian. There's a lot of like sub races in Afghanistan, eh? Like, yeah, a lot like, of different kind of people. There's probably like 40% of the population like mm. of Afghans yeah. are Turk Afghan. Mm. And then my side of it, so my mom is from Kabul and then my dad is from Mazar. Yeah. So we are. Like my dad's side is Afghan European. So like all of them have green eyes, like colored hair. That's exactly like one of my boys. He he told me like they have like German descents. They're like in the mountains or something like that. And they're yeah, just like maybe. a lot. They're very pale skinned, but very tall and like. How do we go from like Logan Paul brothers to green eyes Afghan? Descents? You know what we were talking about having siblings. You I was so them. hyped on the Logan Paul because I was just trying to get back to the point. You know what? We, we all have ADHD years. So we're just jumping on different points. Well, here, here, I'll, I'll give you a new like topic that'll that'll bouncing your brain is, is I actually can't go to Afghanistan. Why? If I go to Afghanistan, I'll probably get killed. Because of YouTube? Or? No, no. I hope is, not, at least. Is you a fan of the Paul brothers? No, no. I mean, not that I know of. Can but, I bring a prawn bottle? But I, I don't know. They don't bro, have don't any worry. bottles in Afghanistan, We're going to cut a clip of you saying Taliban's great or Taliban has good people and you'll be, <laughs> yeah, you be good to go, bro. He's going to save me. But no, <laughs> but so it's, it's uh, my mom's side of the family. Yep. My grandpa uh, from like her side was a like really big businessman. So they were essentially like... Uh, they like they were the first family in Afghanistan to ever have a car. Okay, yeah. yeah. For example, so like they were like uh, like huge business people there, and they own a hundred acres of land. Yeah. And it's like it's it's all like fruits and and vegetables and stuff like that. And then they also had like the largest import export business in uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. So when my grandpa passed away, there was a whole thing between government and the Taliban. So my like mom's family had to like flee. Yeah. They would have just killed them and just taken the land. Uh, so if we go back, like my uncle's been back a few times, they keep kidnapping him mm -hmm. and they're like, cause they think he's there to just sell the land, which he was yeah. once or twice. Um, so if they hear like any, anyone with my mom's last name there then they, they're on your ass. Yeah. They want some money. But then my dad's side of the family, my grandpa from my dad was a politician who got assassinated. Okay. Wow. This is some like mob ties shit. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I have my dad's last name. So I share the, the politician's last name. Yeah. Um, so I don't even think. I don't know. The, the the family lore is that apparently when my uncle then went into the works, like they all went into work, like my dad, my uncle, like from both sides. But apparently like my uncle ended up killing whoever killed his dad. But I don't know how true that Big is. Big ups to him. I would have too. Yeah, I don't know how true it is, but that's the that's the family lore. Yeah, that's bro, crazy, that's man. That's I get for that's him. A lot somebody, to unpack, bro. somebody took yeah. my dad out. I'd take him out for sure. Wow. Well, he, he took a bull in the leg, so now he like limps. But he, And he lives in St. Louis, Missouri. Like my God, see yes, now, sir. see the chicken's good over there. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Talking about Ottawa, yeah, 100. Missouri, the South. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had in Missouri. I think I just have my grandma's food. Mm. I think she'd get mad if I go out and eat there. So you do eat but, Afghan food, bro? What's going on? I would course, love yeah, to yeah, see. Tommy, I'm Afghan just super picky with like what I'll eat. Mm. I would definitely love to see you do that video, especially with uh, try to solving oh, um, the lawyer, yeah, solving that lawyer issue. Yeah. With the Tory Lanez thing, if you definitely, if you have that, bro, I want like a sneak peek clip. You know what I mean? I want to see that. What do you think would make it entertaining? It's not even that. It's like entertaining. It's just it's informative, bro. And people, yeah. people are very, very much, uh, you know, keeping track and watching this case. So yeah, I mean, he, and this is like a double answer. Like again, back to advice for creators. If you want virality, you need conversation starters. So like solving the Tory Lanez case or like whatever the title of that video would be, is a conversation starter. Because there's a lot of people who believe that that whole thing was like 
some weird facade that we don't understand. Like, why is he getting 10 years? But it's a conversation starter. And like, just like we just, we could have like an hour long conversation about that whole situation. Um, it's like a key to virality. I know a lot of people that have been convicted in the system. And the thing is, is this 99.9% .9 of the times the crown prosecutors are not looking to actually find out. The law isn't designed to find out who's innocent and who's guilty. It's all that is, is people trying to chase a case to be able to further their career. They couldn't give a fuck about if you're actually innocent or not. All they're trying to do is get a win. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that's interesting to me is realistically, was he innocent? I really feel was like he guilty or was they really just trying to make a name? Obviously, whoever the lawyer was on the other side, it's going to be great publicity, great for his business. There's a lot of things, a lot of people who can benefit and then some people that can lose. But in reality, that's what I was interested in. I, I truly believe, um, I truly believe uh, Tory Lanez was just growing an influence. Yeah, me too. And it was doing very well. Me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing it independently. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big, very big uh, fear for like these record labels. Like yeah. somebody, Sorry. somebody this successful doing it by himself when record labels, you know, feed off the fact that they're telling people that they can push the careers. What, big, I, fi what I find interesting about something like Andrew Tate, right? Oh. Is these two girls that initially started this whole thing. Yeah, sure. They say Greta Thunberg is the one, the reason why he got arrested, but whatever. Let's say those two girls, the ones that went to his party or something like that. And then they made a claim that he was trying to, lover boy them into like human trafficking right and then they were caught making up like this was a complete fabricated lie for the police took their phones and saw that they were no no but that's what i'm saying right is Crazy. they caught that but this happens extremely often oh man what i think that it would be fair on the other flip side okay there's some women definitely that have been affected my heart goes out to them you know what i mean that have not in the tort not in the andrew tate case but in general yeah, yeah. if this actually happened to a girl and she's been abused you know what I mean? I, I wish I could have been there. I, I wish I could have helped you in that situation. But a lot of them are making a career out of it too. I'm not going to say all of them. It's just, it's a disgusting thing because almost like you're taken away from the actual victims that have happened, had things happen to them. My opinion is if you get caught lying in this case, you see these messages, this was completely fabricated. Whatever amount of time that he was facing based on a fabricated lie, I feel like they should initially get charged for that as well. And have to defend themselves. I just find that would be the fair flip side. Because it's almost like there's no downside for them to pull that off. And I'm not a feminist or anything like that. Or toxic masculinity. I just, for me, it's common sense. If somebody is making a claim, right? If you were to call a fake police call, can't you be in trouble if you tried to say, you know, you're making like a prank call to the police? Yeah, if you're, if you're doing that. So if you're about to ruin time. another guy's life for 15, 20 years, and it's complete bogus, Right. Like, it, as an example, to this extent, I feel like they should be there's, in trouble. There's for a name that for the too. charge. It's called public mischief. But I'm well, saying they should, if, if I'm facing 20 yeah. years over a bullshit charge that's trumped up because you're trying to get some clout, I Absolutely. feel like as soon as I beat that and it's been proven, just the same way those texts were there, they should initially, they automatically should get that 20 years. That's the only way I feel like that's going to deter people from trying to play that bullshit game. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, just to play devil's advocate, it's like, what happens in a case? where someone makes like a, uh, a complaint or like they, you know, like they're building a case and they actually like this happened. But then the person like the, the uh, what's his name? Victim? No, the, the other one. The, like let's say the, the criminal is actually innocent. Or hold on. Wow. I just totally confused myself. Let's let say me, the let suspect is actually. Yeah, the suspect it. is what no. I'm looking for. So let's say like the suspect 
wins the, the case, but they were actually like guilty, right? So then what you just, it, I think it's like the argument of like, should, should uh, the death penalty be a thing? Right. It's like, what if you accidentally execute? If it's for rapists, I'm okay with that. Child it's like, what if you accidentally execute someone who's actually innocent and like they and just lost their case? And so it's like, happened. Yeah. It oh, has happened. Sure. There, there's, there's cases of it. So like, what if you imprison a victim for 20 years because they got charged with like public mischief, but it wasn't actually the case. It was like, they were being serious. They lost the case. Now they're in jail. I think that's where it gets a bit tricky. Which has happened many, many of times. I'm just saying if you, it was so concrete. More, more so. What I'm trying to say is to set a precedent that, you know what, let's say in this case, they were completely caught lying. It's been proven the whole shebang as a precedent case to deter people from actually doing that. Because like you just said, yeah. there are people that is very harmed. It's very tough. It's never, it's everything, like even this new, this system it's all man-made. Anything man-made is going to be flawed. Fails. You know what I mean? The, it's system, the system fails. And it fails, it fails very often. And I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I agree with both of you. I yeah. think um, there should be the freedom to make whatever argument you want to argue. You know what I mean? But, and Yusuf's point, like if you can prove there is like malicious intent with the argument yes. and like the whole purpose was malicious, then there should be some sort of, uh, you know, something yeah. that's there, right? So Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. Like I think, I think, you know, if you're making false accusations and like I have I have people that I know that have been through like random cases of just like it's not even true. And I know these people and or it's like it's manipulated to make it seem like the victim is like way more of a victim than what the reality is. Um, I think it's just tough. I think there's a lot of layers to the whole legal system. Oh, bro, the system is interesting. Anyway, people get set up. You know what I mean? It's, it's how it goes. You um, know what? Listen, we got to do a round two. We've ran out of time like a good yeah. 10 minutes ago, but as soon as I knew the tablet was dead, it was done. It's, it's over. <laughs> but, let, but however, let's, um, I wanted to give out, uh, we want to put your stuff in the description. Last time I'm going to ask, do you think anybody should start uh, joining creators now to help them further careers? Like, what's your opinion real quick? Just so we want to give contrast and context for actually how to help people on getting into the spaces that however they're trying gives, to get gives into, right? So, few bullet points. And yeah, real, give it real and raw, you know, like, what do you think? I got you. Best I, way to do it for them. Yeah, if, you, if, you're looking, back to it. If, if you're looking to be a creator, whether it's like, I, I mean, I would specifically say long form creator, but even if you're doing like shorts and TikToks and whatnot, I 100% think creator now is, is the move. I think a community, you need it. I think if you don't have people to pass your ideas onto, you're kind of just relying on public opinion. Yep. And and public opinion, like YouTube videos, is the same as business. It's like yep. when it comes to like customer service, the customer doesn't know what they want a lot of the times. That's why like businesses put things in front of them. And it's like, hey, here are your options. Like, what do you want? Mm. But you don't show them the whole catalog and like let them decide because a lot of people don't know what they want. So so going back to my point is like having a community where you can bounce it off other creators and who are like minded helps a lot. Having friends in the same niche helps a lot. Um, you get workshops directly from larger creators that have like done everything that you're already doing and they've they've succeeded. Uh, I, like all of that helps, you know. I think like ultimately, you can't succeed as a creator alone. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. Because it's a very lonely road. It's a very like you high levels of burnout, and your videos might actually suck. And like you're gonna need. Somebody people who aren't your friends who don't understand the platform to tell you that they suck yeah because like if your friends watch it they're like oh yeah this is a great video they don't have a they don't have a standard right it's just like oh yeah you did good like this is more than i expected from you yeah so creator now is a community where you can like take all your questions and you'll get answers that satisfy you 
on top of that, you um, will make friends. You will collaborate. Like a big reason why I go to Los Angeles a lot, aside from work, is like now I have a ton of friends there and I can collaborate with them. So yeah, I 100% think you should do Creator Now if you're looking I'll to even join creator. creator Now. Me and Bro, my boy, we have, allowed right we have, now. We have podcasters. We have a... Uh, I'm a, down. I'm actually serious. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, do it. I'll, 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 tr I'll talk to them. I'll try and get you a hookup. In there. I appreciate it, man. Um, and they've actually switched. So they don't do six-week bootcamp programs anymore. They do a membership, yearly membership. And oh, subscription-based model. Yeah. And they've... We're going to let him... They've, we'll fight about this later. I'm with you on it. You don't like subscription-based? No, we model? love no, subscription-based. I'm, I'm, I'm very pro. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're very pro That's on the it. move. Um, but yeah, like you, you join a membership model and you have a year access to to like the analytics tab and and the video review tab and like thumbnail review. Like people will review your thumbnails. You can meet people who are editors. Like people, a lot of there's also a, a whole issue where like creators don't know where to go as a marketplace. Right. You know, like you need a new phone. You want to buy used. You go to Facebook Marketplace, or you need. Choose or whatever you're trying to buy. Creators don't have that for like editors, creative directors, like stuff like that. But in Creator Now, you'll meet so many people that like this person will know someone and that person will know someone, and you'll find your editor. And and, and it's like at the end of the day, it's, it's what's the quote? It's like your network is, is your net worth. worth. Yeah. So, Spoken like a true entrepreneur, you. Eh? There you go. That's the move. You sure you don't work for CRA? I actually do. Oh my god, he's a fed. Thanks. I do. He's a fed. I got two feds on the podcast. You hear to hear first. If you like this video, smash that thumbs up, subscribe, like the video, and twice. Uh, yeah, yeah, twice. Like eh? the video twice. Put the bell too. Come check out my boy Milad's content as well. You know, hopefully we'll have you on again, man. I'd love to be able to do yeah. part two. Get me here. I'll, next time I'll come in with some like true dimes. I feel like I didn't, I didn't deliver enough. No, no I think you delivered, you delivered a lot, man. To be honest, I feel like now you're getting that creative. You're getting to your analysis yeah. paralysis here. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we'll need like a two-hour time slot next time to get it all through. Hey, man, I'm done. I'm done. You know what? Actually, why don't we do it? I'm, I want to try the, the creator now. We'll come back and we'll collaborate on something too. Yeah. Okay. Let's See you next time, it. everybody. All right. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic.